Brendan. Damn. What's going on? Not much, man. How are you? I'm doing really good. We got another episode of Got Debates. I'm stoked. Got Debates? Yeah. I mean, in our artwork, we got them. which was done by Luke Thomas. Luke Thomas. Really good artist. Badass. Bad A. Yeah. A bad so, A. So good. So great. I know. Uh, he did that for us, and there's no question mark in that. But no exclamation because point. we got debates. Yeah, we have them. We We're like, here you go. Got them. We're gonna give them to you mm-hmm. in a little bit. But right now, we just want to say, if you're tuning in, thank you. Yeah, we do appreciate it. Yeah, if you're not listening, then why would we be talking to we you? We wouldn't be talking because you. you can't hear us. We appreciate you tuning in and listening to last week's episode. It was a lot of that fun. that was a lot of fun. This one should be a little bit longer. This one should be because we got a lot more stuff to get into that's true yes we do yeah yes we do so just a quick recap and to sum up what we are we are brendan and dan two dudes who live in california yep just nerds about game of thrones love it who decide hey what if we were lords in westeros who wanted to inform the voters that'd be awesome you know? Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure there are not that many voters in Westeros. I don't think they'd vote, but... I don't think they can, because yeah. monarchies <laughs> yeah. and stuff. But, you know, if if they did vote, we would be the go-to guys to be like, you know, Lord Brendan thinks this, but Lord Dan thinks that. So I yeah. think I'm going to side with Lord Dan because he's the more attractive-looking one of the two. Not true, but okay. It's It's, it's closer to the... day. Hey. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, we're going to drop into our customary theme song, I guess. We don't have a theme song. No. But we're going to do our sound effects, and then we're going to transport you, the listener, into a small chamber. Maybe there's a nice hearth fire going. There's some furs. Definitely. And there's just two dudes and some nice mahogany chairs. Yeah, this is totally straight. silk robes. Mm -hmm. Still straight. <laughs> and they're just having a political chat. Yeah. You know? By the fire. By the fire. On fur. Do, 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 do. Tonight, fighting pits. Should they be reopened? Or does Queen Daenerys have a point? The Faith Militant. Are they a scourge on King Landing and they've been given too much power? Or are they the scales of justice the King's Landing needs? But right now, the debt. The Iron Throne owes a lot of coin to the Iron Bank of Bravos. And it seems that Cersei is only willing to pay half of 10% of that. Lord Brendan, your thoughts? Well, Cersei thinks that she can always have everything her way. Right, as she, she should. She... She already made the small council small council smaller. She's making it the appropriate size. She Kevin Lannister already left, right? Yeah. So now we don't she's sending away Lord Tyrell, who's she, the master of coin. He's the master of coin to the bank sending, of Bravos. She's sending him with a good Iron reason. Bank. We need to have some time to come up with this money, right? Yeah, but we where are we going to get it? If Lord Tyrell, if they're not going to accept it from the Tyrells, which she obviously doesn't want to because she doesn't want the Tyrells to be influencing the crown any I more than it already is. There. Yeah. So where's the money going to come from? Littlefinger's not there anymore to make money just pff, come out of nowhere. This is true. Littlefinger may return, but we're not so sure about that yet. Mm-hmm. We 
hear whispers of that, but we we're unsure. The thing is, Cersei is right to send Lord Tyrell away, and here's why. We need more time. As a kingdom, we need to find a way to come together as seven kingdoms and front that coin because we've had a lot of trouble. We've had to fight off the invasion of Stannis Baratheon. We've had a lot of war, and we need to rebuild. And as you all know, winter is coming. Yeah. So money is tight. That's true. Money is tight. And I mean, but... Still, that doesn't answer any of the questions of where this money is going to come from. I mean, the Lannisters have a lot of money, had a lot of money, but it seems to be tied up in a lot of other It's going to a lot of different avenues. It's going to be difficult for Cersei to get the money she needs. But, you know, this does bring up an interesting point that you said, as you said, Lord Tyrell is going to Bravos with Sir Marin Trant of the Kingsguard mm -hmm. to discuss with the Bravosian bankers whether or not we should be given more time on our loan. Right. So that leaves the small council with three seats. Right. We have Cersei. We have Quyburn. Quyburn. I never know how to pronounce those Who people's knows names. About Quyburn he had his or chain Quyburn. broken. He's not a real maester. Yeah, and we have Grand Maester Pas Picel. Did right. I always say Pastel? Picel. Picel. Yes. So the small council is getting smaller. Good or bad? Uh, I think that that's definitely bad. I mean, I think the small council was the small council and has been the small council with all of its members for years because that's how it's years supposed to years. work. You need influences to have a proper knowledge on right. what the people of Westeros need. That's I mean, right. there's definitely a monarchy, but what is a king without all of the people that he yes. has giving him their right. opinions? He needs more input, but... King Tommen isn't even in on the meetings. Queen Cersei, or Queen Mother, Mother Cersei. We're yet to even see Tommen sit at a small council. Which, you know, I think is okay. Because he's still a little timid. He still needs to grow into being a king. And the thing is, Cersei's got a great resume. You know, she's done a lot of good for the kingdoms of Westeros. I think that Tommen needs to get in there. Because Cersei is taking over, I mean, we haven't even seen Tommen do one thing that a king's supposed to do. He hasn't even sat on the small council. He hasn't making, or he hasn't made any moves. He married a queen, though. That's true, but that, that was also orchestrated by Cersei. Not orchestrated by Cersei. That is a different woman trying to sneak in, trying to steal Cersei's power. Which That's true. Marjorie I don't know how has, that's going to go. has kind of snuck in and tried to uh, gain, you know, the power that Cersei has had over her king's sons in the past. Right. But now a way that Cersei's doing it is by arming the Faith Militant. She is. And you said last week that the Sparrows oh, were Did going to be... This? The Sparrows oh, Lord were was a wrong. good thing. Yes, Finally, Ugh. we're agreeing with the right thing right. over here, Lord Dan. But I would like to say that I still think that the cause of the Sparrow were noble, but it's Cersei's fault that she arms the Faith Militant. How is that Cersei's fault? Because she knew that the Targaryens had disarmed the Faith Militant 200 years ago, and they had 
been disarmed because they were overzealous. They might have been overzealous, and that's true. But the thing is, it's not her fault. The thing is, when you give someone a knife, it's not your knife anymore. It's their knife. Right. So Cersei's not the one going into whorehouses and in keeps and busting up all of the liquors and the wines that King's Landing's meet because that's a top source of revenue. That's a top source of revenue in Westeros is our whores and our wines. Now, what are we going to do if we lose our whores and lose our wines? We're going to go into more debt with the Iron Bank. Oh, damn, please. Lord, damn. So My you, friend. So you want the Faith Militant to get us into more debt. You want the Faith Militant to, I to have do blood running in the agree streets. that the Faith Militant kind of lost it a little bit, but I also would like to say that I think that Cersei put the High Sparrow into a situation that she knew the outcome of. She did hand them that knife. I mean, I think this is the the debate that will go on forever of absolute power corrupting absolutely. And you know, that may be it may be, but someone has to get a grip on the faith militant situation. Who is that someone? We saw Tommen go to the the High Septon. We saw him stand on the st- set the steps of the Sept. So that's a tongue twister. It's really rough. That is a tough I definitely one. Uh, yeah. I sympathize. The Sept of the Septon. Right. The steps of the Septon. <laughs> Anywho... The steps of the septum. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. He went there. Lord damn. And what happens? Lay off the Dornish wine, please. I, I said that to you last week. <laughs> now, King Tommen is on the steps, and who's out front? The Faith Militant. Your big fanboy of the Sparrows. Right. How is King Tommen going to rein in the Sparrows? Well, I mean, this was interesting as well, because we get to see Tommen again not really asserting himself as a king, which I think, or at least thought, and I'm starting to come around, but I thought that it was good that Tommen was a kind king, and now you see that when he gets to the steps, he can't even do anything about people calling him a bastard. Well, the thing is, Tommen needs an iron fist. Are you saying that you would have rather seen Tommen, because I would have, I would have Love Tommen to just wave his hand and have his Kingsguard with their armor and their swords easily take out the Faith Militant in two seconds, maybe three seconds if one of them's tired from their long vacation and they're a little rusty with the sword. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the thing is, are you saying that King Tommen is a good king for not exercising his violence? Well, this is the, the debate. I think he is a good... I can't even call him a man. He's a good boy. Yeah. But I don't know if... I think he lacks the qualities of being a good king for that reason. I like to see him use restraint and not just killing people without a second thought and a wave of his hand. And I also think that a king needs to have that iron fist. You're right. So how can you marry these two completely opposite things of non-violent, merciful king... And a king who can actually rule. I think that this is where someone, actually kind of like his uncle, would 
be good coming into play here. Well, Kevin just ditched Kevin Lannister. No, not that, Uncle. We're talking about Tyrion Lannister. You're talking about the imp, the traitor who shot his own father? Right. So (laughs) you think that would be the best? This is laughable. Well, I just think that Tyrion has had one of the best political minds that we've ever seen. A crazy and corrupt political mind that commits father-side? He killed Patricide. his father. Patricide. 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 That is the Westerosian term we use I here. just think that that is probably your best bet, is taking some kind of thought from Tyrion to bring in... Well, I'm going to cut you short on that thought. Oh, Lord Dan. Because we need to travel north. And I'm talking very far north. I'm talking... I think I like where you're going with this, Dan. The Night's Watch. We talked last week about the Lord Commander, Jon Snow. Yes, Lord Dan. He's a little young, but it seems like he's settling into his new position. Uh-huh. Would you like to discuss his, well, his commandership? Yeah, last week I think we definitely got into the fact uh, that he was an honorable man to hold such a position. Even though he's young, he is still an honorable man. I mean... I think we saw it in uh, his meeting um, in his chambers with Melisandre. You're talking about the Red Woman. Right. The priestess of the Lord of Light, that false religion. Exactly. And she comes into his chambers and pulls out her bosoms. That is so... That was very uncalled for. sits on his lap and he says, no. He totally denies her for the reason that he still is in love and for the reason that Stannis would not approve of such a thing, and he turns her away, even though she said that Stannis need not know about this. And Stannis would not care about it because she is her own woman. Right, but John doesn't know that. John knows nothing, okay? <laughs> I like what John you did Snow there, Lord Dan. knows nothing. Uh, He's also honorable in the way when... Sam Tarley gave right. him the request to sign uh, to sign to the Boltons. Just as so, Bolton. the Night's Watch is always in need of recruits. Mm-hmm. As we saw last week, they were down a recruit. Right. And the headless Jenna Slint. Right, so they said 50, as, so it's probably 49 men that they have now to defend yes, the Yes, now they only have a few. So they need recruits wherever they can get. And when you take the vow of being a man of the Night's Watch... You vow not to involve yourself in wars south of you. Right. So, uh, when he gets a letter from Roose Bolton, a devious and intelligent military commander, who is also responsible for killing Jon Snow's half-brother, Right. he says, I don't want to sign it, but I gotta sign it. Yeah, and he does. He does sign it. Right. But not after a lot of inner turmoil. That doesn't Which, matter. Did he sign it or did he not sign I, it? Hear, hear me out right now. Hear me out. I believe that's a little bit of foreshadowing that could mean Jon Snow is not the right man for a Lord Commander job. Hear me out. The thing is, as Roose Bolton gains more and more power in the North, which he will, Jon Snow is going to become more and more annoyed with the fact that a man who killed his family is sitting in his in the home that he grew up in. So he's going to leave the Night's Watch, possibly, possibly, 
and disregard his vow. So and are you dishonorable. saying that because of things that might happen maybe might happen. down the road, we down can road. call him dishonorable? Because just, it seems like you just called him honorable I'm just for signing this request yes. to Bruce Bolton. It was an honorable thing to sign that request. Okay. However, so why don't we just leave it at that? Because you cannot charge a man for things he has not done yet. But I can see into a man's heart and know that he is not okay with it. All right. Well, if we that's the only defense more. you have, Dan, I think it's time for us to move on to the next topic. Well, since we're talking about Winterfell, why don't we go down there? All now, right. we know that Stannis, uh, Stannis Baratheon, who's calling himself the king of Westeros, is lodged up at the Night's Watch. Mm-hmm. He plans to march Castle on Black. Winterfell. Do you think Stannis has a chance in the Seven Hells to defeat Roose Bolton? I think he has a great chance. Why do you put your money on him? I would put my money on him because he defeated the Mad King. False. No. His older brother defeated the Mad King. What does history say? History says that Robert Baratheon was king. Right, but it also says that he's one of the greatest commanders of armies because he took down the Mad King. One of, and always below, Robert Baratheon, rest in peace. Yeah, well, who's alive? Is Robert Baratheon alive? No. Is Ned Stark alive? No. Who is alive? Stannis Baratheon is alive, freezing his butt off in the Night's Watch, while Robert Baratheon went out doing what he loved, hunting boars and drinking tons and tons of Dornish vintage. That is true. Now, the th- he did before like you he, got sidetracked, only he could have gone before out. you got sidetracked, I was asking you, why do you think Stannis has a chance? I just told you, he's one of the best <laughs> commanders that we've ever had. And you don't... He won the war. And you don't think that in Winterfell, as winter is coming, Roose Bolton has no chance to defend one of the most sturdy fortresses in all of Westeros. Well, I mean, I think we saw, we've definitely heard that Littlefinger would put his money on Stannis. We have heard rumors that So I'm going to have to side with Littlefinger on this, because he's not a man to mess about with his coin. He is not a man to mess about with his coin. That is a great point. However, Roose Bolton is not a man to mess about with his money either. He was on Rob Stark's side in the War of the Five Kings, but then when he saw the momentum shifting, he puts his money on the Lannisters. Now, that is the kind of man who you don't want to gamble with either. So we're going to see an interesting battle come up here, and I believe my money is on Roose Bolton because he knows when to put his money where. Definitely. And right I now, mean, that makes sense. Right now, he is in the sturdiest fortress in all of Westeros. You could have a hundred men on those walls yeah. and defend against ten thousand men. And that definitely shows you why Stannis was so desperate to have Jon Snow on his side because he knows everything about Winterfell. He grew up there. This is true. But should I mean there are a couple different scenarios because we know who is at Winterfell right now? Right now, Sansa Stark, yes, the she is. supposed remaining heir to the throne of Winterfell, right. is there. She is also betrothed to Ramsay Bolton. Mm-hmm. So what that means to me is that Stannis is going to come down and Lord Bolton is going to defeat him, which 
is probably going to happen. And Ramsey well, we'll Bolton see, is going to turn Sansa into a Bolton, giving the Boltons complete charge over the North. Now, are you saying that if Stannis were to come in and in some miracle... You mean quite likely win? We'll agree to disagree on that All point. Right. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. Stannis wins. Is he going to make Sansa the Wardeness of the North? I think so. Why doesn't he, he just... was on the side of Ned Stark. He was. Through his brother... Robert Baratheon. So I think that seeing the last remaining Stark in the place where she grew up in Winterfell, he will make her Wardeness of the North because we've seen that there and we've heard that there are still people in Winterfell that are loyal to the Starks. Now here's the one thing you probably don't know about your favorite Stannis Baratheon is that he is an honorable man. He is, if nothing but honorable. So if he comes and liberates Winterfell from the Boltons... He will put someone in charge who deserves to be in charge, but it probably will not be Sansa. I believe that Stannis will probably marry Sansa off to some of one of Stannis's liege lords. Here you go with your hypotheticals again. It's a hypothetical Dan. because when have you ever seen a woman leading Winterfell? When have you ever seen a woman in charge in Westeros ever? Well, I mean, we could definitely go to Cersei. That's just... That is bull honky. I mean, she's basically been the puppeteer behind the last... Uh, I mean, you could even say Robert a little bit. Is she but the, the one sitting on kings. the throne? No. What I'm saying is Sansa will not sit on the lordship of Winterfell. It will be interesting because I don't think we've ever seen Sansa able to even assert herself in the slightest bit. Well, let me stop you right there because we got to move on. All right there, Lord Dan. All right there, Lord Brendan. Now, we're going to take a trip across the Narrow Sea. Uh-oh. As we Where have we heard, going? Queen Daenerys mm, is having some Marine. issues in Marine. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, that is where we're going. Now, a lot of talk has been surrounding these fighting pits in Marine. Hisdar Zolorak would really like to see them reopen. And why shouldn't they be? I mean, really. Like, Why? Do explain your point. Well, I would I love think to hear this, Lord Daenerys Brandon. does not come from the culture of... She's basically been adopting cultures as she goes along. And now she comes into Marine, and she frees the slaves, and... Which is great. It is great. I didn't mean to say that in a uh, undermining tone. Yeah, I heard a little bit of that in your tone. My apologies, Daenerys. You better apologize <laughs> to the queen. But she comes in and wants to... Just eliminate the whole culture that was there. And now, the fighting pits, since everybody's free, all the participants will be willingly partaking of this blood sport. And I think if that's something that can bring the community together, it could go a long way. So you're saying you're okay with spilling blood for the sake of the cheers of a crowd, as long as it's across the narrow sea. But when we go back to King's Landing, if the Faith Militant kills someone in the streets, that's bad. Why is that, Brendan? Why are you so so hypocritical on this issue? Well, it's, I mean, the Faith Militant aren't doing it for sport. So it's only good if it's for sport, not religion. Is that well, what you're saying? Especially if it's only one person versus one person and they are willingly partaking in this. When 
we're talking about the faith militant. They're just running up on people in houses of whores, in brothels, where they, I know, I mean, maybe we shouldn't accept what's going on in there, but Maybe they we are should, relaxing. because that is the top source of revenue in Westeros, as we explained. Right. But, but anyway, I just think that what they're doing is starkly contrasted against what's going on in the fighting pits. So you believe the fighting pits will bring the community of Marine together. Do you think that the community will grow peaceful? Because as we've seen, the Sons of the Harpy are a serious issue in Marine. Yes, they definitely are. Do you think that are. the fighting pits will have any effect of, on that? And follow up, do you th- think that Daenerys has any answer to stopping the Sons of the Harpy? Well, that's an interesting point. I don't. I think right now it might be something for a time that could quell the Sons of the Harpy. I'm not sure that she is going to be able to gain control of them because we've seen them running amok in the streets of Marine now for a, a decent amount of time. And, I mean, they've totally, like, she's lost the Sons of the Harpy and she's lost the liberated slaves that she liberated. And... And why did she lose the liberated slaves? Because of the public executions two weeks ago. The public execution two weeks ago. Because that was a man who was a liberated slave who killed a member of the Sons of the Harpy. Right. She was doing what was right. Mm -hmm. She was being just. Now she has no one on her side except for the Unsullied and the Second Sons. She is backed into a corner. She is backed into a corner because the Sons of the Harpy are running rampant killing all of Daenerys' troops. Right. And I mean, we did get to say, oh, this pains me to say, but Grey Worm. Grey Worm. And Sir Barristan. Sir Barristan are gravely injured. We, we are do not, not sure not of their fate. We do not know where they are or how they are doing. Our prayers are going out to them, mm. to the seven gods. Uh, now the thing is, what practical solutions could... Daenerys Targaryen implement to stop the Sons of the Harpy? Because in my opinion, she should just kill them all and move to Westeros already. I mean, I don't really understand why she hasn't even thought about moving on already because nothing good has come of her time in Marine. She's possibly lost two of her greatest confidants in Grey Worm and Ser Barristan, and then she exiled... Jorah. Jorah. Jorah Mormont. Mormont. And, uh, I mean, he, I've heard that he's on his way back. There are rumors that he is bringing someone of short stature Mm -hmm. with him. It could be a child. It could be someone on the run. We are not completely sure. Uh, However, uh, one thing is, if she is supposed to be queen of Westeros, that is her birthright. Mm -hmm. The Iron Throne is her birthright. Right. If she cannot control the Sons of the Harpy... How do we expect her con- to control an issue like the Faith Militant or the Seven Kingdoms, for that matter? It's true. She has a lot of trial by fire to come up because, I mean, she's lost control of her very own dragons. The Mother of Dragons has lost control of her dragons. Yes, a lot of trial by fires are going to occur. Thank God she's the unburnt. Yes, thank God she is the unburnt. However, there is a lot of questions to- that are unanswered. And it seems like this week our debates have ended with mostly agreement. Yeah, there have been... I never thought I would say this, Lord Dan. I never thought I would either, Lord Brendan. The least fair of all the lords in this room. I see that is the point. 
that cannot be argued because we both know that is false. Oh. Agree to disagree. Agree. I thought we were going to end this on a whole... Well, Brendan, I'm going to have to cut you off there because that seems like the end of our debates for Gut Debates. I wish to thank those of you tuning in by Ravencast. You are most... May many blessings come upon you. Uh, Once again, this was Gut Debates with Lord Dan and Lord Brendan. Be sure to catch us each week on the Ravencast. Many blessings. See you next week. See you next week. Many blessings.